Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. Hello, Fit, Fun, and Frazzled listeners. I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. I am sorry if I sound really nasally today. I am still um, holding on to the congestion and um, a cough from we got hit with COVID again this year in 2022. And um, we're feeling better, but my voice just is still hanging on to the nasal sound. Um, my guest, Adam Garakak, joins me today. He is the host of Survive Everyday Podcast, Preparedness for People Who Don't Have a Bunker. He joins me to talk about how to prepare for everyday life and put your mental health and wellness first. We talk about reinventing yourself during the pandemic. Adam talks about his podcast, focusing on building your community around you, Adam started in radio in Cleveland, Ohio, and then he talks more about his story. So sit back and listen and enjoy this episode. Today we are joined by my guest, Adam. Hi, Adam. How are you? Good morning. I am well. How are you? I'm doing well also. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Happy to do it. Thank you. Um, Adam also has a podcast. Um, Adam, can you, can you tell the listeners um, about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So in, in a word, uh, I run a podcast called Survive Every Day, which um, to distill it down to its basic form, it's, it's preparedness mindset stuff for people who don't have a bunker which narrows it down to pretty much everybody. And uh, right. I came up with that idea out of the pandemic um, because I realized as the pandemic, that shutdown started happening. You saw these lines at the grocery store. You saw everyone kind of freaking out because if they had a preparedness plan, um, it went out the window right away. They weren't following it or it wasn't preparing for the right things. And the things we really needed to prepare for were the isolation, uh, the mental health problems that started creeping back up in, in mm-hmm. real preparedness things of, you know, during this time you see people changing jobs that create resignation, reinventing themselves to something different. And people were doing that kind of on a whim. Um, and I realized that's just as more, just as much of an important part of that conversation as, you know, let's get six months of food stockpiled in a basement. That's great. But in reality, uh, no one had that sense of community. They were kind of in it for themselves all of a sudden, and it was my world, and you were wrong, you were right. Instead of just stopping, taking a breath, getting to know your neighbor, you know, and yeah. that's kind of how I decided to start my podcast. Well, like, let's let's talk about that stuff, you know. So that's what mm-hmm. I started with. Yeah, I like that. Um, I feel like that's so true. So many people reinvented themselves. Um during the beginning of COVID and even now, like the lockdown and everything, I started a YouTube channel 
And that was and a podcast actually too. Yeah. I, I started this at the beginning of that too. And it's so much different than from who I was, I guess. And I say was because I still am someone with anxiety, but it was so I had such bad anxiety. Um, this is never something that would have ever crossed my mind to put myself out there like mm-hmm. this. But I wanted to help people also help them uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually take better care of themselves. So that's um, in turn why I did this also. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, in that wellness journey, right, with yourself, it's all about how can it be better? And we're not doing anything different with our podcast, but it's more we're focused more on um, let's focus on the building that community around you and some of the things people are doing that could be considered preparedness, they're not calling it that. So let's call it that right. and then just explore it even deeper. Yeah. Um, can you take us back even before the podcast, like what you were doing and how uh, before 2020, let's say? Yeah. I know, so, I know personally you had a fitness journey, but can you <laughs> tell the listeners? <laughs> so I had a lot of journeys. So mm-hmm. well before the pod, podcast, well before pandemics, um, I used to work in radio here in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, with Clear Channel, which is now iHeartMedia and that whole thing. And I was interning there through broadcasting school, got to know a lot of cool people working in the industry. But the biggest thing was, as I was, uh, had a girlfriend, she got pregnant, and I decided I had to make a choice. Do I want to follow my dream in radio and continue that on and be like a somewhat absentee father like my dad was? Or do I transition to a job where I had benefits and I could help pay for her? Um, you know, a child. So I transitioned out of broadcasting, got into sales, started in banking, followed that through with selling cell phones, then eventually getting back to banking, then cars and now insurance and all these different things. Um, and during that time, you know, a lot of things happen when you give up on your dream or what you, the roadmap you thought you had, you fall into a depression. And so yeah. I had, you know, from the job between the bank I was with, I was let go in that 20, 2012, I had just a terrible year and it went down that deep, deep rabbit hole of depression and just not loving yourself, you know, at mm-hmm. all. Um, and it got really dark. It got to the point where I, I was suicidal um, and it came to a head as I got the next job. You know, people think you're, you, oh, you're depressed because you don't have a job and then you get a job and it doesn't immediately fix that problem. So I went down into a pretty deeper depression because I was there a month at the new car dealership and two cars were stolen off the car lot. And me being the new guy happened to touch a vehicle the criminals touched and I was the last one to touch it. So I was automatically accused of helping them, although I didn't. Um, So every month the police would call me, do you want to take a polygraph? And I'm like, okay, you know, and it was just this harassment and just got worse and worse and worse. Um, and then in 2017, uh, into 2018, I decided I'm going to start kind of doing this. I had gotten from a, a fairly small bodied person to a very large bodied person. Um, so I decided I'm going to take the reins and I'm going to get in shape, whatever that means. Uh, I decided to start with like Murph prep because mm-hmm. I saw John Krasinski do it. I'm like, dude from the <laughs> office, come on. Yeah. So I decided that's, that's the goal I was going to make. So I started like prepping for the Murph and I couldn't even do a push up. So I started like incrementally helping myself do that. And through that whole process of learning how to do a push up and squats and 
you know, pull-ups, which I still can't do, um, in, in learning how to run and run again as a big person in the side effect was I was losing a lot of weight, but during that same time, I was having a lot of weight coming off and everyone's like, make it look so easy. You must be working so hard. I was working out one time a day, but wasn't doing that great. You know, mm-hmm. um, in long story short, turns out I had type one diabetes, had no idea. So I, I went from a 300 pound person to a 240 in less than nine months. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone's like, wow, you were really working out. And I'm like, it's uncontrolled diabetes. But that led into if I wasn't prepping for the MRF, I probably wouldn't have found out quite, quite as quickly as I did. Who knows the downstream effects? So, you know, I started rucking because I couldn't do the MRF anymore because my body was so depleted. I'm going to throw a weight on and try and gain some strength back. So I started rucking. I've been doing that since my diagnosis um, all the time. You know, it's just mm-hmm. going, going for a walk. You throw a backpack with some weight in it and go for a walk. Um, run some 5Ks, done some endurance events. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And from there, it, that whole mindset transitioned into let's talk about more preparedness because when you're going to a long-term event you have a list of things you need to have with you for a certain reason then all the other stuff and it's thinking ahead three steps you know you've got to Mm -hmm. do that so that's exactly what I started doing and I realized through work with some fire departments I did some photography for I'm really in this world of preparedness and I know quite a bit I didn't know so but share a little bit out there in in get some cool stories from people who have been through some stuff and what can we learn? Yeah, from? I know. I love that. Um, so I know Adam and I actually went to this, we went to high school together and now our yeah. kids, um, I think they're, I don't know if they're in the same school. I know you have one, I think younger than one yeah. of mine. I have they're one, like in between. Yeah. Yeah. I have one uh, going to be an eighth grader next year. Oh, okay. Uh, so they are. Yeah. I have one yeah. in eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I have a, uh, you know, kids in, in, you know, first in kindergarten. Yeah. Um, so I know it's when we are the parent, our kids don't listen, mm-hmm. but do you give your kids any kind of advice or you're there like a sounding board for them? Yeah. I mean, sure. You're going to be a sounding board all the time. And, and yeah. advice looks different when you're giving it to your child right? than I would say to you, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to approach it a different way where they're going to tell you a fact or something they think is a fact. And you've got to tell them basically they're wrong without telling them they're wrong. Because if you say they're wrong, they're just going to get more entrenched in that position. So it's more or less of a, let's, you know, let's think about that a little bit more critically. You know, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? If your friend jumped off the swing and broke his leg, did they walk home with you today? Well, Yeah. yeah, they did. So they must not broken their leg, you know? And that's kind of the stuff you start giving them that advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I made the mistake because we had that first bout of severe weather come through our, our neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we had the, the thunderstorm uh, watch, thunderstorm mm-hmm. warning, tornado watch, tornado warning. In our, in our house, when it comes to that kind of stuff, watches are we kind of put the stuff we need where it needs to go first. Like mm-hmm. uh, if we're in the house, you know, we're if it's a, there's a tornado watch, I'm going to make sure we have our shoes and whatever stuff we might need, whether that's a blanket, a stuffed animal, or in my case, insulin and that kind of stuff. We put that in our shelter spot just in case. Mm-hmm. And everyone goes, well, why do you put your shoes down there? I said, no, well, well, when it turns into a warning, we get down there and we put our shoes on. Um, 
and so we're in that in our shelter with all that stuff but they heard tornado and everything i said after that didn't matter they were freaking out over mm-hmm. every bump every bruise and i shouldn't have i should have approached it well before the event you know <laughs> let's talk yeah. about when there's not severe weather you know mm-hmm. Um, can you take us through a morning, like a typical morning um, that you do? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm really responsible for getting the kids up and out the door, um, which is a new thing for me because I was always the guy, mm-hmm. I was always the first parent out the door. My wife handled all that. Pandemic hip, happens, I'm working more from home now. So I get up with the kids. So Usually my, my day starts with, I wake up, but not to an alarm anymore. I haven't done an alarm. I wake up at like 6.30 and I realize my daughter has to be out the door in one hour. And I give her until seven o'clock to wake up on her own before I go in there and wake her up and get her moving. Um, she's out the door by 7.30 and she's kind of like an autopilot. She's grumpy. Mm-hmm. She gets up, you get out of her way. And then waking the boys up to get them ready is, uh, it's a chore. Because yeah. if the youngest one gets up early, they get downstairs, they get on the TV and then the first grader gets up and he's distracted by the TV all the time. He'll just walk through and stand and look at it and he'll 20 minutes will go by. He doesn't know. So the rule is when you get up, no TV until everyone's ready to walk out the door. So if you can get ready quickly and get ready to walk out the door, watch TV until you can go. But until then, don't do it. So get up, they get breakfast. Um, we have like cereals and stuff kind of set up for them so they don't have to like open a box we got one of those like rubbermaid cereal decanters where you take the big bag yeah. of cereal put it in there so all the kids can handle that either they can pour it themselves or they can use their hands and put it in their bowl if they can't control the the spillage if you will so that's mm-hmm. really what a, a, a typical morning looks like for the kids and in there somewhere i'm getting a shower um if if i need to in the morning if not i can wait till they go um, and that's really it. Once we're out the door, yeah. the kids are out the door, I come back, I, I either take a shower and head off to an appointment because I'm going to work or I'm working at home like I am today where I'm wearing, you know, shorts and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Do you practice besides, um, working out any other forms of like self-care or you time, like meditation or, um, yeah. So a lot anything? of my, a lot of my, my me time, my decompression time, comes either in the early morning I wake up well before the kids to have that one cup of coffee on the back porch before they wake Mm -hmm. up and just start annoying me on the weekends I don't do that because they um, during the week when they have to go to school they will not wake up for anything yeah Saturday and Sunday they are up hours before I am so what I what I've done through the the practice through pandemic because I love coffee I put a lot of energy into learning how to drink and make coffee so mm-hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays, I'll get up early, get in the car, drive down into Cleveland to find a coffee shop in that hour or so down and back is like my decompression time. It's my alone yeah. time. Nine times out of 10, I don't even put the radio on. It's just silence because I'm like, Ugh. it's just driving down Lake Road. You see Lake Erie on the left. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And it's, you know, stop at a coffee shop. I don't really talk to anybody. I'm an introvert by nature. So it takes a lot of energy to talk to people. So Mm -hmm. I don't even want to talk to people. I just go get my coffee and I go to Cleveland (laughs) because I don't know a lot of people in Cuyahoga County like I do in Lorain County. Mm -hmm. The grocery store, I'll be there for three hours getting a gallon. I know. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. So I go where I know my chances of seeing someone I know are low. I can get my coffee 
drink it slowly on the way home. And it's turned into now on Sundays or Saturdays, the kids will get up and go with me and we'll go to like say brew nuts, which is a local donut shop. The barista there knows all of us by name. She knows our drink orders. She knows our donut selections. Um, and it's fun to get out with the kids. And that's been more as of recently, more of a good self-care for me and a good relationship builder with the kids. You know, we can go yeah. and have a good time. It's a, it's a dad adventure in the morning. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I find now like um, in the Cleveland area, it's been sunny and warm and I never really realized how badly um, seasonal affective disorder has affected me. Yeah. I just felt that, and maybe it has been since the pandemic too, because you're home more. Um, the past few winters have been, you, I've gotten like sad. And now last week, last week we were even quarantined. Um, mm-hmm. And, but it was sunny and it was like, oh, it's a beautiful day, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. It's this, the, the weather, I didn't realize it affected me as much as it did until this year where mm-hmm. I felt like a physical change in my everything. And it was wonderful. Um, in, in the beginning of the pandemic, me and my wife had never been home alone for more than a few days, but without kids. And when yeah. our kids were with, were with our in-laws for the beginning of the pandemic for three months, so we were home alone because we were still working and they were going to school and they in-laws were retired. They could do that. It was wonderful. Yeah. But it was the time at some point, me and my wife saw ourselves sitting on the couch in the middle of the evening, not knowing what to do because we had no mm-hmm. kids around. So that, that self-care really helped solidify a relationship and really made us a lot stronger of a couple, I think, mm-hmm. um, is that time together. Yeah, that's true. I think that helped like a lot of people I know we were, uh, everyone was going in so many different directions, um, nonstop kids, sports activities, this and this. And at the beginning we had movie nights, you know, almost every single night we showed the girls like movies from our childhood in the eighties and nineties. Um, and we laughed sometimes cause we'd start to watch like Ferris Bueller's day off and we're like, Oh, <laughs> nope, not appropriate. <laughs> like some things that we watched when we were their age. I'm like, yeah, that's not appropriate now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. We, we got into uh, Netflix a lot in our favorite movie during the pandemic was Mitchell's versus the machines. And it's funny because when things happen to you, like you think is the zombie apocalypse happens. This is my zombie apocalypse. We're not working too well together. Um, mm-hmm. And then you watch something like Mitchell's versus the machines. You can relate to it. You see everyone else out there looks like a perfect family working together. And we're just this dysfunctional craziness. Yeah. In reality, we're all the Mitchells, all of us. Yeah. Are. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, can you tell the listeners where they can find you at? Yeah, you can find, find me if Facebook, Instagram under survive every day, um, go to survive you know, subscribe to the podcast, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Make sure you share this episode with someone else you think that might enjoy it and benefit from it. Please leave a rating and review. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and as always take time out to take care of yourself and have a great day.